All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec. I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Tuesday, February 23rd. Republican Senator Susan Collins said earlier today that she does not expect Biden's stimulus plan to get any votes from Republicans in the Senate. Obviously, no surprise there, but it just shows how tight the margin will be for Chuck Schumer when he gets the bill likely next week. Without any Republicans on board, he will need every Democrat and both independents who caucus with the Democrats to get the package through the reconciliation process. And the early gestures toward unity and bipartisanship have not materialized into anything concrete. Collins told reporters, we have indicated a willingness to come up from our $618 billion price tag. But unfortunately, the White House seems wedded to a figure that really can't be justified given the hundreds of billions of dollars that are still in the pipeline from the December bill. Collins went on to say that Biden did a good job of reaching out to Republicans and that his efforts were countered by Chuck Schumer and White House staff, who she didn't feel were interested in bipartisanship at all. This has been reported by a few different sources. There's an impression here that Biden himself is more willing to work across the aisle, so to speak, than other leaders of the Democratic Party. We'll have to see whether that affects what the final bill looks like. It was also reported today that the Senate parliamentarian could rule on the minimum wage provision as soon as tomorrow. Her recommendation is the next obstacle for Democrats and progressives who support the $15 minimum wage. And even though the parliamentarian can technically be overruled, Biden has indicated that he doesn't think that provision will make it through the rules of the Senate. And it's hard to see the Democrats passing this against the parliamentarian's ruling and getting votes from moderates like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. There's also a competing proposal from the other side. I mentioned in a recent update that Mitt Romney and Tom Cotton, both Republican senators, announced their own plan for the minimum wage, and they released more details today. Their package is called the Higher Wages for American Workers Act, which would gradually increase the minimum wage from its current $7.25 per hour to $10 per hour in the fourth year after the pandemic is over, and it would automatically be indexed to inflation starting in year six after the end of the pandemic. There's some lag time for small businesses with under 20 employees. For example, they'll only have to pay $8.75 per hour when larger companies have to pay $9.50 per hour, you know, because this is gradually an increase. But by the sixth year, they would be subject to the same inflation index minimum wage. And along with bumping up the $7.25 an hour minimum wage, they would also gradually increase the youth minimum wage from $4.25 to $6 before pairing to inflation. Now, the minimum wage isn't the only part of that plan. They want to couple that legislation with a rule that would make the voluntary e-verify system mandatory for all employers with an 18-month phase-in period for small businesses. Employers would also be subject to harsher penalties if they're caught violating paperwork requirements or hiring undocumented immigrants, and states would be given additional funding in exchange for sharing driver's license photos and other information that will strengthen the e-verify system. So the logic here is that the $10 minimum wage will increase pay for workers and E-Verify will make it harder for the labor pool to be diluted by undocumented workers. Mitt Romney's press release says that mandatory E-Verify will preserve American jobs for legal workers and remove incentives for increased illegal immigration. Both policies work in tandem to create tighter labor markets and put upward pressure on wages. Now, it's going to be tough for them to get their proposal through. This is a Republican proposal at a time where the House, Senate, and White House are all obviously controlled by Democrats, but with all the drama and controversy over the minimum wage, 
Mitt Romney and other Republicans might end up being involved in those conversations. Now, with respect to the coronavirus itself, there's been a lot of reporting about variants from England, Brazil, and South Africa, but researchers are starting to look at a new strain from California that has been spreading rapidly since around December. Our current data indicates this variant is more contagious than earlier strains, and it also produces twice as many viral particles in each person who contracts it. At this point, it has been traced to 45 states as well as Taiwan, Mexico, Denmark, and Australia, but the only major outbreak has been where it originated in California, so this is still a new development. There haven't been any large-scale studies in terms of how it spread, how it affects people, or how it responds to our current vaccines, but it's something to keep an eye on over the next few months. All right, last big story for today. Representatives from Pfizer and Moderna told the House Committee on Energy and Commerce that they expect to boost their vaccine production and send out a total of roughly 140 million doses in just the next five weeks. That would work out to 28 million doses per week, which is around twice as many as they've been distributing over the past several weeks. Obviously, 140 million doses is enough to fully vaccinate 70 million people, which would have a significant effect on our ability to minimize the spread of COVID-19 and reduce deaths even further throughout the spring. The data has been very encouraging recently. Here's the graph of new cases. You can see a sustained drop after the first week or two of January up until where we are now. Hopefully that will continue as more people get vaccinated and as we get closer and closer to herd immunity. Now, even 140 million more doses won't be enough to end the pandemic overnight. There's still a lot of challenges ahead, especially with new variants popping up. But I do want to highlight both good and bad news, and this will be a big step forward if they're able to meet that target. All right, everybody, that's all I have for you today. I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy out there. And as always, I want to thank you for watching to the end and supporting the channel. We're still waiting for the House to schedule their floor votes on the upcoming relief bill. And all eyes will be on the Senate parliamentarian, Elizabeth McDonough, over the next few days as she prepares to rule on the minimum wage issue. I'll be here tomorrow, of course, with any updates on those stories and everything else that's going on in Congress and the White House. So have a great Tuesday, and I'll see you in the next video. Bye-bye.